Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey, and today we have a Week 10 Instant Reaction. We're going through all the games of the NFL Sunday, all the Too top performers, all the disappointments. Saw, We're going to go game a, by game, tell you pretty much everybody that's <laughs> fantasy relevant. We'll talk about them as we go on here. But make sure you guys go check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit. Would you be Profit. looking at Lee or Hearns? We're on Instagram Hearns, at fantasyfootballprofit.com. You can always send us an email at fantasyfootballprofit at gmail.com. We're going to get right into this like we always do. We're going to start off with Detroit and Cleveland. Detroit gets a win. They didn't look good early, but they pull it off later on. Stafford, 249 yards, three touchdowns. Looks pretty decent. Abdullah ran one in. Then Golden Tate was the... Main receiver this game with six for 97 and a touchdown with Jones. Only one catch for 22 yards after he's been so good lately. say They brought him back down to earth. So I was riding the hot streak and he finally cooled off. But um, it was good to see, you know, Ebron, if anyone had to play him in a tough spot, you got rewarded with the touchdown. Tate had a good game. But other than that, I mean, it, you know, it looks good. Stafford, Stafford actually had a really nice game. But other than that, it was pretty quiet on the on the Lions side for playing a, a Cleveland team that has been exploited a you know quite a few times this year already Cleveland I mean Crowell looked good this is enough he's maybe he's starting to step up a little bit here 90 yards and a touchdown Duke Johnson got did pretty well with what 88 total yards here combined yards with no touchdowns but it was nice to see from Crowell maybe the guy's actually going to be useful for the rest of the season he can actually play him it was for a while there looked like he was going to be completely useless he's turned it around yeah yeah you're i mean i think you're kind of right i i still you know i think duke johnson almost has more value obviously because he's gonna be you know receiving and rushing but um cruel looked uh he looked pretty good today i I don't know if they can keep that going but um i don't know what about what do you think about kaiser because he actually put up 25 points today because of his his rushing as well is uh i mean were you impressed by him at all or do you think that's just kind of a you know, it's going to be every couple of weeks he hits a big one. He's going to have weeks like this because of his running ability and he gets the ball in the end zone like that every once in a while. But he's going to have too many weeks where he does nothing. So he's so hard to play. Maybe next year he'll be a better option, maybe more consistent, but just too inconsistent. Where, yeah, you're going to, he's going to get a week like this. But it, until he can be a more consistent passer, it's hard to play a guy like this. But yeah, any, any running back or any quarterback who runs the ball like this is. He ends up being more useful. So if you're in a complete terrible situation where you have no options, I guess you could do worse than Kaiser. It's not, I mean, you could, you'll probably get something out of him, but I would hopefully, hopefully you can stay away. (laughs) How about Cincinnati, Tennessee? This is probably (laughs) a game I'm not terribly excited about, but it was nice to see. We got two players who did something in this game. How about DeMarco Murray? Actually two touchdowns. He does this every once in a while, or two touchdowns, three touchdowns, because he got the, um, the receiving touchdown as well. Every once in a while, DeMarco Murray steps back up, and he's like, oh, he can play again, but wasn't really much on the ground running the ball, and he only had 72 total yards. It's just the touchdowns were there, which is nice to see. Yeah, and finally, and who knows? I, I don't know if it was a nagging injury or what. You know, there was some things talking about knee this or whatever, but finally got into the end zone. You know, even for three touchdowns, I mean, he was their entire offense, really, um, at least getting into the end zone. But, you know, you look at it, and Henry wasn't that far behind. He had more yards on less carries. Um, you know, I, I, 
And, you know, some of that is because Murray got the, the goal line carries. So, you know, eights into the yards per carriage. But um, I don't know. There's there's not a whole lot to love on the Titans. And, you know, Davis, four for 48. So I, I keep looking for that a little bit to see how he does. Walker, once again, a safe six catches for 63 yards. But just nothing, nothing to get too excited about. No, Mariota was okay. It's just he's not gone to a level we hoped he would. He's still a decent start. He's just he's just not the whole team. This is whole team is just like eh, they're okay. They're nothing. There's nothing special here. There's a couple of usable players, but nobody that's going to really usually dominate for you. Murray's not going to do this every week. It's just kind of a yeah. You're kind of waiting for Corey Davis to really step up, which I think still is going to happen here. I think we'll see more and more from him every week. And then how about Cincinnati? AJ Green finally stepped up a little bit. Got a big yeah, touchdown. Finally. Mixon got a touchdown as well. So pretty much it was the Green show. Green and LaFell um, did really well, and everyone else was kind of non-existent, besides for the Mixon getting nine for 37 and a touchdown, but um, kind of a product of the game. But, yeah, it was nice to see Green kind of explode for the the typical game we've seen after, uh, you know, he's been kind of a down the last few weeks, really. So, um, and I don't know, what about LaFell? I feel like he's actually been a little better this year than people give him credit for. Is this someone that you are looking at or are you just, you know, <laughs> are you just going to be like, oh, this is LaFell. We've seen this before from him. He'll have a big game once in a while. In a bye week, it's not a terrible option. I actually did think about it this week because I was, you know, I'm basically in bye week hell this week. <laughs> I needed any possible player I could think of. And LaFell was one of my possible options because he does get the touch on every once in a while. But I wouldn't, I'm not going to trust it any other week unless you're absolutely desperate. That's about it. If you have to be desperate to play, to need something, you know, in that spot, but he's, he's just going to get touched on every once in a while, but it's pretty much, it's, it is the AJ Green show here. Every ball is going to go to AJ Green and it would be nice to see Joe Mixon do a little more. Is is it going to happen this year or are you pretty much, have you given up on it for this year? Surprisingly enough, I I haven't given up on him because I mean even this one it wasn't necessarily a flashy outing, but he did get you ten points. And if you look at it, nine rushes for thirty-seven yards and a touchdown. I mean he you know he averaged like four yards a a carry really. Um, you know it's really not that bad. Um, I just feel like he needs he needs more. They have to you know keep feeding him. And the good thing about looking at this, at least for me, you look at who else got rushes. And really, two other people did, and they each got two. Um, so he's obviously the the lead back there now. Um, I think it's only a, a matter of time before they add that up, and uh, he'll continue getting you know double digit fantasy output. And then, how about we move over to the Redskins and Vikings? And Vikings poured on the points in this one early. Uh, Redskins tried to come back, couldn't quite do it. But Case Keenum throwing the ball to Adam Thielen today, and he, he Diggs got touched on too, but. Dude, where did where did Keenum come from all of a sudden? I feel like th- this was like a, a bizarre game for him. Could have been even better if he didn't have the two picks. But 304 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah. yeah, big numbers. And that's only off 29 attempts. He was 21 for 29. Like, he was very efficient. And like you said, Thalen and Diggs, enough to go around there, just killed it. But Thalen, eight catches, 166 and a touchdown. That is ridiculous. So, you know. 
I, I was more of a Diggs fan, but Thalen comes out strong showing that, uh, you know what I mean? That I should, no one should underrate him even if Diggs is healthy. We keep getting crap every week, Jeff, that we rank Jarek McKinnon too low. But <laughs> this is why. Yes, he's going to have some big weeks, but he's not the lead back here. He really isn't. He's he's not the lead back. He's basically in the Kamara role to Ingram, but he's not nearly even close to being as good. In, in not as good of a run team. That's pretty much what he's in. And he's not going to get the volume. So it's not going to be as impressive. So he's going to have a down week like this, which is he's going to have great weeks going forward. But there's a reason we rank him around 15th every week, you know, 15th to 20th. He's a running back two. He's not a running back one. And this week, this week showed it. Yeah. And, you know, he, especially the, you'll see the 17 to 10, uh, you know, Murray versus McKinnon, the amount of times they got to rush the ball. Uh, it just shows that they're they're leaning heavily on on Murray to kind of grind out yardage. So you know, people hoping that because of how well McKinnon was doing was going to sneak up on that. It, you know, it doesn't look like it, and I, I don't necessarily blame him because you know, McKinnon doesn't necessarily look that great in that type of role. So um, let him. Hopefully, they'll keep throwing it to him, and hopefully, he'll still be uh, a nice play. You know, what I mean, he, he's a good running back too, flex guy. But um, I don't think he's going to be the savior come playoff time. And then on the Washington side of things, Cousins had a pretty solid game there. Ran two touchdowns in, which really, really boosted his stats there. And then the run game t- takes a hit. Rob Kelly goes out with an injury. P. Ryan's just not good enough at this point. And Chris Thompson's not a runner, really. He's going to catch balls out of the backfield, so... The rest of the, the receiving crew, I mean, Crowder had a decent game. Davis had a decent game. Doxon, only four catches for 30, but that's okay. You know, he's that's, that's a better bad game for Doxon than he used to have, at least. You know what I mean? Still getting some targets. Terrell Pryor, I don't even know if he was active <laughs> looking at this. <laughs> I don't, there's not many players I recommend using with Washington other than Cousins. It, they're still going to put up some points, but there's no, be, there's no better options than like Crowder's like a, he's a wide receiver three. And Davis is a tight end if you need to fill in, if Reed's out. and Thompson still, you can put him at a flex, but there's no. Yeah, I, I still like Thompson. I, I think he has a lot of upside still. But, yeah, I mean, Cousins and Cousins this year, I mean, he's been definitely playable, obviously. But he's been doing it in very uh, strange ways. It wasn't like last year where he, he kind of had a few guys he was throwing to. I mean, two rushing touchdowns today. Um Obviously, turning the wide receiver Chris Thompson is pretty much his favorite target now. Um, you know, he's getting really sneaky with it. He's still producing, but um, <laughs> very interesting fashion. All right, let's move over to Tampa. The Jets game. This is probably the ugliest game of the day. Tampa wins without scoring. What They scored a touchdown finally in the fourth there. The first touchdown came with six minutes left in the fourth, and then the Jets scored their only touchdown with 28 seconds left in the game. So, ugly game here. And at least for the Robbie Anderson owners, that last touchdown went to Robbie Anderson. That was nice. So he gets four for 85 and a touchdown. <laughs> Safarian Jenkins was usable, six for 67 again. The run game was not. <laughs> Powell. This was, without Forte, you kind of, and going against a poor Bucks defense, people were expecting a big game from Powell, and that did not happen at all. Only 36 total yards. And McCown disappointed. This was be a good matchup for him. And 
didn't didn't really deliver. I guess he didn't completely destroy your game, but it wasn't what you might have expected from him. But again, the Jets aren't a very exciting team, but you're still going to use Anderson. I think he's a playable guy every week now. And Safarian Jenkins still is too. So those are still solid options there. But how about Tampa? Anything <laughs> anything here? No, this was really ugly. Yes. Incredibly ugly for me. Martin, 20 rushes and only manages to get 51 yards out of it. That's a heartbreaker. Fitzpatrick, you know, first game in there. He just has an okay game. Obviously not not anything startable. But, um, I mean, the only bright side on this was, was Jackson without Evans in there. You know, six for 82, which is, at, you know, very playable. Um, so he did he did pretty good. But other than that, I mean, this was a just piss poor performance by both by both offenses. It was such a bad game. Yeah, we could just move on from it. It was that bad. <laughs> yeah, it was really ugly. All right, the Rams and Texans and Rams just keep rolling. 33 Dude, to 7 win. The, they got good real quick. They did. And Goff had a big game with 355 yards, three touchdowns. Robert Woods, eight for 171 and two touchdowns. So is Robert Woods clearly the number one receiver here? Yeah, I think. And he has been really for a while. This is a ridiculous stat line that he has here. And and Watkins actually did score a touchdown today. So, you know, two for 41 and a touchdown. So it's not like he disappeared completely. But Robert Woods is the guy that, that Goff keeps looking for. And, um, man, I, I think he might have found a, a permanent home here in, in L.A. because uh, he just he just looks good in this offense. And that's four touchdowns now in the last two games. He didn't score any in the first seven. And now after the bye week, four touchdowns? Maybe that's something they were trying to do there, just looking for him. And, I mean, Jared Goff's now a playable guy, too. This is... Just a just a great game for him, and Todd Gurley's the one who didn't do as much, I guess, touchdown wise, but sixty eight receiving, sixty eight rushing, so really yeah, game still got it done. Yeah, he he gets it done any way you can. Just didn't get the touchdowns, which is fine. Only eleven carries, which is it's kind of strange in a game where they blow him out that they didn't need, you know, they didn't run the ball that much. But it was all basically in that third quarter. They just started throwing the ball around and scoring touchdowns, and then wait, how about Greg Zerline too? <laughs> Greg Zerline. Every single week, he is putting up ridiculous points at at the kicker position here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's getting pretty out of control. I believe, at least for the pointage we have, he had 17, which is... Say, he's had three straight weeks with 17 points. I mean, that, like, it's infuriating. Because, because if you're playing against him, which I'm pretty sure I did in one of these leagues, it might have been you that had him, Craig. But um, it's just demoralizing to look and you're like, man, where did I... What position was I that off on? And you look and your kicker's getting outscored by, you know, 10. And you're like, what the hell is happening? So, you know, it, it's, a, it's a great weapon to have. So keep an eye on him. It's just one more reason to really pay attention to streaming defenses and kickers. And then on Houston side of things, they are not very good without Deshaun Watson. I think that's pretty clear. Tom Savage is no Deshaun Watson. So I get Hopkins, though, still made himself usable. Seven catches for 111 yards. And then Lamar Miller ran for 60. So you can still use Hopkins. You can still use Miller as, you know, an RB2 or whatever. But that's it. There's no more Will Fuller. I think he even got hurt in the game, but you weren't using him anyway. It's Hopkins you can use. 
use Miller and that's it, but you're not excited about it anymore. It's kind of disappointing. Yep. You have to wait until next year. All right. How about San Francisco and the giants? San Francisco finally gets a win. The giants are just terrible right now at this point. San Francisco. Oh, <laughs> Bethard or whatever. He's, he doesn't want Garoppolo to take over the team. <laughs> a big game. He had a nice, I mean, he really won the interception, but he had a real nice game. I mean, 19 for 25, 288 with two touchdowns and an interception. I mean, you can't ask for much more. Carlos Hyde had another good game, 98 yards rushing. Didn't get any touchdowns. He didn't get quite the receiving he has been getting, but still, he's he's becoming a very good option again, like we always hoped he would. And then in the past game, they're, without Garcon, there doesn't I mean, really seem to be a clear-cut number one option at this point. It's just throwing the ball around a bunch of people. I mean, the what? Juice? <laughs> what's his name? Kyle Juszczyk led the team in receiving with five catches? <laughs> yeah, but only had 27 yards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the pass game, it's it's hard to use anybody. Goodwin's just a deep threat. Hopefully you get a touchdown out of it like he did today. But that's just the one catch. He drops that one, he gets you nothing here. So... Hard to play any of those guys. Hyde's pretty much your only option on this team, I would say. Yeah, I agree. And then the Giants, Shepard, 11 catches for 142. That was nice. Yeah, he, yeah, he did wonderful. And that is, uh, I mean, man, that is, besides for him and Ingram, I mean, once again, those are kind of the only two that I'm probably starting. But Shepard was by far the only guy that was being targeted. Oh, yeah. They're just going to look for him the rest of the year. And I don't care how bad the Giants are. It looks like Shepard's going to be quite usable if they're just going to throw the ball to him all the time. Why not? They're yeah, probably going to be down a lot. Yeah, he's going to be a very nice play. And and same thing with Ingram, once again, only 31 yards, but six catches and four, and one for a touchdown. So, once again, very, very productive tight end. Yep, and Darkwa gets 70 yards. Rushing, I mean, you can use Darkwa if you absolutely have to, but I'm still not going to recommend it. I'm yeah, never going to recommend a running back on a team that's this bad. Exactly. He still scares me. All right, how about Dallas-Atlanta? And this one kind of was a surprise to me. Atlanta wins 27-7. to Seemed like they won it pretty easily here. Dak Prescott didn't really do much, and we, we he got a rushing touchdown to save his day, but I thought I expected a little bit more without Zeke that maybe he would have to step up, and it didn't happen only with 176 yards rushing, or, receive, or throwing the ball, if I could talk. And then the run game. Yeah, McFadden is not even in the game plan at all, which is a surprise. <laughs> what are you talking about? He did get one rush for negative two yards. That's, that's, that's my guy right there. He'll, he'll he'll come out strong next year. But no, it was the, it was Morris, you know, pretty much out the gate. So he did get 11 rushes, 53 yards. So it's not a bad production from that. So um, we'll see how that how that kind of turns around. But it was a, it was a strange game because uh, Atlanta really put the pressure on him, and and this was. Kind of the first game where I saw Dallas really struggled to to keep Prescott safe, and you wonder if that's a you know if people really respect Elliott that much, or if it was just a you know a different game plan since Atlanta has had its own struggles. Yep, and then Atlanta, Matt Ryan was okay again. This is kind of what he's done all year, not special, just okay. Now Freeman goes out with an injury, so that was terrible for anybody who played him here for only three yards. So Coleman finally gets the full work here, and he did pretty decent with it. That's, you know, 83 yards rushing and a touchdown off 20 carries. So that's, again, not not amazing, but that's a, we always he, 
we know he can play if he gets the opportunity. So we'll just have to see how long Freeman's out if that concussion lingers. Then Julio, 6 for 57. Just kind of still not being a top-end option right now. I don't know if it'll change, actually, at this point. I don't know if I'm expecting it to. I think he's just kind of... Yeah, if, it's not a, if you're not in a PPR league, yeah, Jones is going to be a very mediocre play probably for the rest of the season. He's he's and he could be he's going to have some good weeks because it's still Julio, but yeah, he's still special. a starter. But you know, he's not the wide receiver one that people draft or yeah. wanted to draft. Well, I guess it for the Dallas side we didn't bring up Dez only four for thirty nine. So both top end receivers kind of disappointed us in this one. Yeah, yeah, uh, very much so. Patriots, Broncos. I think it's very safe to say the Broncos' defense isn't very good anymore. What happened? Two weeks in a row. Yeah, well, yeah, New England happened. But, yeah, I mean, they just – it's everyone, though. That that was a strange thing. It's They didn't have to key on anyone. They just spread the ball out. And you can see because, I mean, how many – I'm trying to – I could try to count them up. How many people caught a pass from Brady's today? Was it 10? Was it 9? 9 players. And then they also had five different people rush the ball. Well, technically four if you take Brady's away. So four. And – and then and Hoyer actually got to play a little bit after being cut from San Fran. So, <laughs> you know, it's an interesting little tidbit. But um, the big one for me is the fact that Gillisley was a healthy scratch. I mean, it's just fully Lewis really is is the is the play for me if you're going to play one of these running backs because he gets a few catches here and there and he's getting uh he's out snapping everyone for uh for running too. Yeah, it's crazy how far Gillisley's fallen from that first week where he looked like he was gonna get every single touchdown there was. It's I'm I'm still surprised how that turned out. And they really, really don't have a running back like him anymore. That's just all these pass catching guys for the most part. They must they must really like what they're seeing in, in Lewis. I mean, what's not the like, I guess. Ran for a touchdown, got a hundred and three yard kick return for a touchdown. It's a really solid game and Burkhead's back and looks pretty decent too. So I guess they don't need Gillisley. Then the receiving side, I mean, 74 yards receiving for both Cooks and Gronkowski. So decent games, just didn't get touchdowns with them. They'll be fine. They didn't need them to score today. So and then Denver, I, I mean, Emmanuel Sanders had the good game this one with six for 137. But Demarius did catch the touchdown off 44. So <laughs> you never know which one of those guys is going to be the lead guy. It changes, seems like, every game who has the most yards. It's yeah. hard to trust it. And it, it kind of got lucky because, uh, the I guess, the three major players on this team, Anderson, Sanders, and Thomas, kind of salvaged it. Definitely Sanders and Thomas did. But uh, even Anderson, only 10, you know, 10, uh, 10 rushes, but got 54 yards out of it. So it doesn't absolutely kill you if you started him. But, um, I mean, with Osweiler back there, it's, it's I think it's going to be more of the same. Not going to be able to rely on anyone really. No, and Anderson looked good early, and he had most of those yards at halftime already. And just after the half, they're down, they get down, and they can't run the ball anymore because of it. So that he suffered that way because he, he looked good while he was getting a chance. But I'm not this, – this Broncos team is going to be tough the rest of the year to play. These players are going to, I mean, you're going to probably play, you're playing Sanders and Thomas because they're going to have decent games, but they're not going to be spectacular. And Anderson, I think you're still playing him, but they're going to be down so much that he's going to end up having 10 carry games and going to get five points for you. So, I mean, would you keep him on your bench? I, I don't really know what to do with Anderson right now. 
Yeah, I mean, I you, you have to keep him, I feel, because he's been too good this year. Um, and my guess is if you have Anderson on your team, you're probably going to have to play him in the flex position or at least have him handy in case an injury happens. Because, you know, I, it, it would be hard – you'd be hard-pressed to – to have enough depth where you could get rid of a guy like that, even though his team is going to struggle. All right. Now it's just Craig here solo for the rest of the podcast. A little bit of technical difficulties as we record this one, you know, in two different, two different locations. Normally most of our episodes are recorded together, but on the reaction show, we do it separately. So Jeff won't be here for the rest of this one. It's got a few more games here. We've got four more games. I'm going to run through here quickly for you. How about we start out with Pittsburgh and the Colts? Pittsburgh gets a win over the Colts. It had to be a fourth quarter comeback to get the win. Not a very impressive outing for the Steelers overall. But if you played Roethlisberger in this one, thinking he was going to have a big game because going against the Colts, you didn't get the massive game, but you got an okay game. He salvaged it with 236 and two touchdowns. Not not great, but you're okay with it. The big story is Juju Smith-Schuster has another good game, five for 97 and a touchdown. Keeps himself very useful, probably wide receiver two for the rest of the year. We'll keep ranking him up there in the top 20. Antonio Brown, only three for 47. It's just a bad game. Not Don't read too much into it. He should be fine. Martavis Bryant was used a bit. They did look for him on a couple deep balls. This is probably what he's going to be, though. He's not going to get as much volume because of Smith-Schuster out there taking up targets. But he maybe we can see something from him. Nice to see him on the field again. Then Le'Veon Bell, 112 total yards, no touchdowns, but he gets 26 carries. The volume's there. He's still an elite option. If you're going to take one game where it's not overly, you know, spectacular, you're fine with it. He's going to be decent. He's going to be one of the top guys for sure, top three, probably top guy ranked the rest of the year. Colt side of things, Chester Rogers gets 104 yards and a touchdown. Dante Moncrief gets 60 yards and a touchdown. And T.Y. Hilton only 2 for 23. Jack Doyle for 2 for 9. So those two disappointed. T.Y. Hilton, he's going to be boomer bust. He's going to have some huge weeks. He's going to have some weeks like this where he only gets you 23 yards. You're just going to have to watch out for that. They're not a very good team. Brissett's a decent quarterback to get by with. He's not a great NFL quarterback. and That's why it's going to be so up and down. And then Gore, 54 yards rushing. Marlon Mack only gets seven off seven carries. Couldn't get anything going there. How about the Saints and Bills? This is the Saints rushing offense is amazing at this point. Ingram runs 21 times for 131 and three touchdowns. Kamara runs 12 for 106 and one touchdown. He also caught five balls for 32 yards. We, we ranked these guys in our top 10 to start the this week. And they lived up to that billing quite easily. They're both top 10 options for the rest of the year. If This is what the Saints want to do now. They want to run the ball. Shown by Breeze only throwing for 184 yards, no touchdowns. They don't need to have Breeze throw the ball over the field like they used to. They can run the ball and play defense, and they're going to win games. And it's it's showing, what are they, 7-2 and two now on the year? So this is going to be how they get things done. So Breeze as a top-end quarterback one, it might not be the case anymore. It might be still probably top 10, but he's not top 3-4 anymore. But Michael Thomas was able to manage a pretty good game with nine catches for 117. So that was a nice thing to see, just no touchdowns for him. On Buffalo's side, nothing going here for Tyrod Taylor. Nine for 18, 56 yards and a pick. 
a lot of people played him thinking he could have a solid game, and that did not happen. Because of that, LaShawn McCoy suffers a bit. Only eight carries for 49 yards. Not a great game here. And when you get blown out like this, though, this is what's going to happen. Calvin Benjamin did get into the action a little bit. Three catches for 42 yards. Hopefully, as we you know, get going here and he learns the team a little bit, gets a little more comfortable, you'll see more from him. All right, we got two more games here. How about the Packers and Bears? Packers get the seven-point win over the Bears. Hunley was okay. This is about the best you can expect from Hunley. And so instead of having three wide receivers you can play, you're only going to get one a week. And this week it's Devontae Adams with 90 yards and a touchdown. Jordy Nelson only three for 20. And Jordy Nelson owners who had a top-end elite wide receiver one are really suffering now when you got an option that you don't even know if you can play him now. The running game, Aaron Jones goes out with an injury. Ty Montgomery goes out with an injury after he had 54 yards and a touchdown. As Jamal Williams had to run the ball the rest of the game 20 times for only 67 yards. Definitely doesn't look good as Jones and Montgomery. We're just going to have to wait and see on the injuries. We don't have them quite yet. Hopefully we'll have them for you when we do the Tuesday show. Let you know what's going on, especially when we do the rankings. Be able to figure this whole thing out. Not much to talk about on the Chicago side. Howard only runs for 54 yards. He had 15 carries. Just not the game for him. No no touchdowns, but nobody else fantasy relevant on the team in this one. And the final game of the day to go over here, Jacksonville and the Chargers. Jacksonville wins in overtime. Leonard Fournette, 17 carries for 33 yards. Chargers really made it their game plan to stop him and make Bortles throw the ball, and Bortles did not look good doing it. 28 for 51, he had 273 yards, a touchdown, two picks. Bortles isn't a very great quarterback, but the Chargers, the Jaguars are winning. Receiving the ball, Hearns had 70 yards. Lee got 55 and a touchdown, so people were playing Lee. He still could be decent here if you're going to play him, but Bortles definitely isn't great. And Fournette is going to have to see a lot of um, defensive fronts like this because people just don't respect Bortles right now throwing the ball. So you might have another game or two like this from Fournette. For the Chargers, Rivers, 235 and two touchdowns, just Okay, again, decent. This is another just mediocre game. Melvin Gordon is the disappointment here with only 27 yards rushing, 15 yards receiving, no touchdowns. As Eckler gets 42 yards rushing, but catches the ball five times for 77 yards and two touchdowns. They had to throw the ball to the backs, it looks like. Jacksonville's defense is tough. They shut down all the receivers, and it just went over to, you know, the receiving, went over to the running backs receiving the ball there. Gordon also caught five balls. Keenan Allen at 4 for 48, kind of what we expected in a game like this against, you know, a tough, tough defense. But I think that's going to do it for the Week 10 reaction. We'll be back on Tuesday. We'll have some waiver wire pickups for you. Hopefully there's a couple of them out there. Could be Green Bay, could be Jamal Williams. We've got to see and wait and see the injury, you know, to Jones and Montgomery, what that's going to turn out to be. But we will talk to you guys then.